1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click or just stop by. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away? Or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play? Or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo, and I have just one question. What's your MO? To find your MO, tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com.
0: Okay, this is post match reaction for Everton 1, Brighton 0, Toppy's back on track after the uh, dismal performance at Anfield. Uh, Mark Mersey and Paddy Bugland are here with me. Uh, I apologise, this is not as quick as usual, uh, but the train's measuring a lot of the day off on the Northern Line, so it's a bit of a nightmare for uh, the likes of me and you, isn't it, Paddy?
1: It's, it is a nightmare, yeah. So we've, we've had to kind of look for more creative solutions, haven't we? We've had to, had to stay around Goodison for a bit longer.
2: Um, take a bit more time, but we're here now. We're here now, and that's that's all that matters, really, isn't it? The trains not an issue for me. I've literally just been woken up in my seat in the park end after that second half. So apologies for that as well.
0: Yeah, well the, 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 the dangerous thing about leaving it an hour or so after the games, so you post-match reactions. No one can remember what happens when the game is pretty rubbish like that. But. Uh it was a good answer today, wasn't it, Mark? Um, yeah. I don't think anyone really expected them to turn up and blow Brighton away today. I think it was always going to be anxious, always going to be a tight match They We've got tidy players, albeit not very incisive players, and... But ultimately the game sort of reflected that. It was it was nervy, it was horrible, but you know, we're looking at it now, we're, we're eight points above the relegation zone, we're looking up towards six points off fifth place and we're feeling a bit better about ourselves at least.
2: Yeah, I think there was there was a degree of no one really knowing what we were gonna to expect today and not necessarily from the players but also the atmosphere from the fans as well and I think it was it was pretty evident 10 minutes in that it was going to be a game full of angst and anxiety um, the, the the tangible level of fear that we were going to concede in the second half in particular from my seat where Brighton were attacking in the second half was Did you have that though at that point? Cause it just, it, I personally didn't because I think that, I, I get it we've all seen Everton hit the self-destruct button at times but there was nothing from Brighton really other than a, a couple of snap chances towards the end that That made you suggest that they were going to be in the game, Um, albeit we we all appreciate that Everton were absolutely nowhere near their best today. And I think looking back now, the the kind of hangover feeling that the game had from last Sunday was was probably to be expected. Yeah, Uh, I think. You, you come to Goodison twice a season and you get these terrible games where no, no team is able to put any form of real quality behind them. But ultimately, you, you just want to hope that when you walk away from the ground that your team are on the right end of the result. Now, you've, you've got to be able to... To accept what these games are, but also have the have the grit and the quality to be able to to have one good moment in front of goal, have someone like Richarlison on your side, and come away with three points. And I mean, there has to be a level of credit towards having to, to do that today, albeit with a with a very very frustrating performance. Yeah, it
1: really wasn't a good game of football. I thought obviously there was a bit of tension in the stands. Some of the players showed that out on the pitch as well, with with a few airing passes and and everything else. But I think. The point Mark made, makes is most important is that Everton needs to get through today. They yeah. need to come out the other side by hook or by crook. And for me, it was pretty telling that the match winning goal is not a well-crafted move necessarily, yeah. but a moment of inspiration. Yeah. It, it, it took that to win this game today. Um, and credit to Richard Allison for a brilliant. and something that will probably end up being slightly underrated goal because the touch to take him away from the defender, the initial touch, and then the finish into the far corner, I thought it was an exceptional piece of yeah. skill, really. He had, he had no right to score after receiving that ball. Well, he, he didn't, and Everton had... Clearer cut opportunities than that in this game and for me that was kind of the story of the match, Everton toiling, Everton probably the better team for, for long spells here, at least until that late Brighton onslaught and a moment of quality from the best player on the pitch on the day, Richarlison quite comfortably the best player on the pitch I thought um, ultimately makes the difference it's kind of small building blocks isn't it, you, you're not going to go from a 1-0 defeat to Liverpool's what was effectively Liverpool's under-23s at Anfield to sterling performances in the Premier League overnight that just does not happen but what Everton needs to do was stave off the, the fan angst to get a win move away from that relegation zone and push themselves up The table, at least in terms of points, and they've done that, so I think it's kind of the bottom lines are being covered here at the very least, and that's the satisfying thing from today.
0: Yeah, you say there, you know, the best player on the pitch was Richardson, and I think he's very much establishing himself as Everton's best footballer now, in 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 all aspects. And I'll come back to you first on this one, Paddy. And the, the thing that struck me today is, you know. Coming away from Anfield last week, me and Martin, the post-match then, I sort of said that he looks like a lad that needs a couple of weeks' rest. Um, He's played every game for us this season, in the league and the cup. He had a cup in America. He played a lot of games last season for us. And he just looked absolutely goosed. And I think it's credit to him. Not only was the goal fantastic, but he kept on going right to the end. He won fouls for us. He ran the channels. You know, he he, he was all over that pitch today. And I think as much as we should pay credit to his his quality and his finishing ability, his ability and his engine is fantastic as well, isn't it? Well, this is the interesting point, really, because we talk about rotation
1: and even looking at central midfield, there have been three, four, five guys that have rotated throughout the festive period and Richarlison's one of the few to have any kind of rest and I do think at times that's shown in his performances like second half at Anfield for example he was pretty much anonymous and I don't really blame him for that He's, he's, he's had to kind of go beyond that pain threshold continue playing for the good of the team and I think the best thing you can say about Richarlison is that so much is made of marco Silva and the fact that he was this kind of father figure but i've not seen any significant drop-off in performances if anything he's continued to be that talisman for everton in the in at the top end of the pitch and he does both elements of the game he'll do the dirty stuff he'll win your free kicks he'll toil for 90 minutes but he'll also produce moments of quality in a variety of different positions so i mean it's kind of no surprise that he's the one that, that does that for Everson today because Everson have very few players like him if any in the in the final third um, credit to him for doing that and it's not often that Dominic Calvert-Lewin's work ethic is almost put to shame yeah. but there was a clear disparity between the two and we talk about fresh legs I think maybe Dominic Calvert-Lewin's one of the few that's He's not had a rest either, he yeah. looks a little bit leggy, seemed, like you said to us earlier you, off, off yeah. air, that he, he seemed to be carrying a bit of a knock and wasn't 100%. Well, Kee was warming up the entire second half,
0: as if he was ready to come on for him He was, him he was point,
1: warming yeah. up at half time, and Everton don't usually do that with the players, while the opposition tend to make those substitutions, Everton leave the players in the dugout and wait for opportunities in the second half to warm up Keane did quite a vigorous half time warm up so you have to assume there was some kind of injury across the front three or four but he soldiered on Calvert-Lewin Richarlison did the same and those two have put a fantastic shift in I think for Everton over the past two three months showing the way forward and it's only fair that the, they are the two players at the top end of the pitch that are the ones that are effectively now first choice
0: and without question. Oh, You've been our best two players over the last couple of months, haven't we, Mark? And two lads. Yeah,
2: undoubtedly. Uh, I think the, the issue of squad rotation is definitely the major one for me today. Um, primarily because, obviously, coming out of the game, you just think every single player on that pitch needs three or four weeks just without playing football. Um, I think they're all sensing the incoming winter break, and obviously that is a... A hot topic in English football, and at this point now, for a, for a much depleted squad that Everton have, it looks essential. Um, Are you trying to say it's a blessing in disguise that we're not the FA Cup? Absolutely, yeah. And I, <laughs> I can definitely see why Ancelotti made that tactical decision last weekend <laughs> to purposely get us knocked out. But uh, I think the, the other point of squad rotation is probably the the one that we could have made at one or two o'clock this afternoon, and in particular when the when the starting eleven was made was announced in the not only is this an issue of fitness and maintaining the freshness of the squad but you also need a an accountability for each individual player to prove themselves when things aren't going wrong and also a knowledge that there is someone ready to step into your position when you are performing badly. I think at two o'clock this afternoon if, if you were to go back to last Sunday and say that Jib Russidibe and Guilty Sigerson would both be included in the eleven and one of them would be wearing the armband then I think that just signifies the the nature of, of the state of Everton squad at the moment primarily brought on by injuries. But I think just to go back to Richarlison, I think his his in-game intelligence goes way beyond his years. He as Paddy said he, he knows when to win fouls, he knows when to up his effort levels just that extra 10%, I know it it sounds like a a really minor issue but when he does go chasing after the fullback, lays on in the game and and commits, albeit a cynical foul it it just reignites everyone's mindset to think, do you know what we we do need to up our efforts here in order to get ourselves over the line and I think he is very quickly becoming the the talisman at this side and as I say for his age he has no real right to be there
0: yeah. uh, Mike Haslam joins us now as well I was talking about and
2: Mike uh, set the tone for us today didn't he? fantastic
3: we have to do we have to move heaven and earth to keep this player in our club he is an example of the kind of player that we want at Everton the rest of the players need to look towards him as an example of what it means to play for Everton from the first minute to the 90th minute he is there pushing running Winning us free kicks at the pitch. I remember against Newcastle, we were under severe pressure. He was the one that had three players around him that was winning the free kick. I think if some of those other players could do that as well as him, I think we've got a starting lineup. Our problem is, currently, right now, he is our only one, and clubs such so as Brighton try and mark him out the game. Luckily, he pulled a bit of magic out of somewhere on his being today. He can't do it every single game. Look at Liverpool, as much as I don't want to mention it. It can't just be the Richarlison show. It needs to be the Bernard show, as it was today. It needs to be the DCL show, which I've been in over over weeks, but it needs to be more so often. It needs to be the Davis show. It needs to be the Mina show. Yeah. Richarlison. Well, you, want
0: those, you want those, especially the attacking players, you want them performing together, don't you? And I think, you know, at times, you're right, it's been one. You know, we come out the game saying Dominic Cavalier was absolutely fantastic today. We come out today saying Richarlison was great. but oh, I, I, I had a decent game today as well. You know, you, you wait, I think you're still waiting for this unit as an attacking lineup to really link up together and show fluidity and show
3: affinity with how they play. When was the last time it was the Walcott show? <laughs> I mean, has it has it ever been the Walcott show? This his debut against last time he scored twice probably, yeah, yeah. This is a lad that's on £100,000, he's 31 years old, 30 years old, still absolutely panics when he gets to the opposition penalty area and just seems to drill it into the box. That seems to be his, his tactic. Are, are we going to get that fluency? I mean... I saw us today, I thought Bernard was one of our best players, yeah. and we pulled him off. Well, we sucked him off. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want
0: him off.
2: <laughs> Br- brushing quite quickly
3: <laughs> over yeah.
0: But um, he was good today, wasn't he, Bernard Mark? Yeah. Um, you know, I think we, we looked at him the last few weeks in terms of. I think this season since his injury, he's not really been on it whenever he's come back into the side. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember Old Trafford in particular, when he came to the side, looked at the play and he thought, he, he's not quite with it today. But I think the Burnley game, he was he was tired. He to tired but today, he was very much the driving creative force in the team.
2: Yeah, you, you talk about most of those individuals. And if you talk about what what does it mean for Richarlison or Calvert Loan to have a good game, then ultimately it's getting on the score sheets, being creative and having an, an individual impact. I think with someone like Bernard, if, if you were to... to anticipate what a good game for Bernard would be going into a match you say well all of those things about gelling the team and fluidity and including everyone in the game he's the epitome of that yeah I don't think he's a scorer I think he's he's, he's, he's a maker not a he he is there to sacrifice himself for the good of the team Uh, and that is essentially what we saw in particular in the first half today I don't think it's any coincidence that we've got a goal albeit with the individual brilliance of Richarlison but from a fullback in Luca Dean who looks like he's found the six yard box or certainly that level of the pitch for the first time in weeks and we all know that that left-hand side has been the the building blocks of everything good about Everton for the last decade in in Baines and and Pienaar and we've seen green shoots of that in terms of Luca Dean connecting with Bernard but you do feel like he is someone who can get the best of everyone else around him I don't think we've got a lot of good players like that um so it's just wherever you can put a consistent run of games together the only way that we're ever going to get that from Bernard is if we try and realise at some point what Richarlison is going to be for this team long term if he is going to be that central striker which it seems that in every game against Brighton he tries to (laughs) to prove that he is that player then there is a role for Bernard but yeah, yeah, you're right and he is definitely someone who will ultimately epitomise the turnaround in fortune for this side. And I think if, if the first half today is anything to go by and that ability to, to centralise the ball and to drive at the opposition back four, then that is something that we need to see for the rest of the season there's definitely a role for Bernard because he does things that no other Everton player can
1: do and clearly he needs to do do it more consistently I, I don't think he puts back-to-back performances together and certainly hasn't in his Everton career yet but there's, there's a moment of skill in the second half close to where I was in the, in the lower Gladys oh, street
0: glorious this year where the yeah. ball
1: looks like it's going out of play yeah. and because of his kind of nimble physique he manoeuvres his body, keeps the ball in play and creates a golden opportunity for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I don't think it's unfair to say that nobody else on the Everton side would do that and that, that's what he brings when he's at his best, when he's at his creative best. I think I think he was good today, I think he was one of the better Everton players on the pitch, kind of moving off that left wing and coming inside and what that does then is, is it allows Luca Dean to go on the overlap and it's kind of quite a nice dovetailing partnership, so for me that was one of the better partnerships last season and it's one that I want to continue forward into into this season. You, you look at some of the other partnerships that have had to be broken up and last season and the second half of last season, Gomez and Idrissa Gay was a really good central midfield partnership, Michael Keane and Kurt Zemo is a decent partnership as well at the back those partnerships have been ripped up and taken away from Everton because of transfers and injuries and everything else so it's almost like the self-sabotage to take away Bernard and Dean as a partnership and um, not allow them to flourish when you've got that and Richarlison performing as he does as kind of a second striker, allowed to roam where he wants on the football pitch I think that's when you see Everton at the very best The challenge, like I said, is for somebody like Bernard to not only do it more consistently, but to start racking up the numbers that merit a place in the team, because as somebody else has already said, he's not scoring enough, he's not really assisting enough either, and that's what... but it necessitates when you play in that kind of position. You need to do something, you need to be a creator or a scorer. He's kind of doing neither but I think we did see a, a step in the right direction. He, he was good today, he really was.
0: Yeah. I don't want to get too much into the negatives because there were a few today, I'm sure we'll talk about them more in the week, but uh the main one, uh, i'll comes to you first, Mark, you sit in the park and uh V A R call slash not call off for your walk out. Um I sit in the glass, he's like I see he got grabbed with both hands turned around. Um Totally ridiculous, that wasn't given as a penalty, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I will stress I haven't seen this back since the game, but certainly from our end, it looks like an absolute stonewaller. You kind of think in those situations, does it go against him that Theo Walcott doesn't? Force a decision upon the referee by staying on his feet and and ultimately getting a a relatively poor shot away. But that's why players die, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. Because if Theo Walcott goes down under that foul today, then he ultimately gets given the the the, the, uh, the penalty. I think that the problem with VAR is that the there is a because of this clear and obvious dilemma. That there's a, a hesitancy to overturn the original decision and that ultimately clouds over what is the right decision I think we saw this in the, in the FA Cup last weekend whereby if the referee in that situation uses the, the, the video monitor then perhaps we get a slightly different decision but I think it, it takes and we are seeing that it is going to take a lot to overturn on field refereeing decisions which ultimately makes you think well what is the point in the system um, so from
0: your end where you sat did you think play I mean, away, yeah.
2: Honestly, the fact that an Everton player just walked over to the referee and picked the ball up and put it on the spot was confusing <laughs> me because I thought it's that obvious that we all know what's coming um, yeah. I, I'm going to say I disagree With, with, the, with the decision I Don't think, a penalty. Have don't think it's a penalty? Have you seen it since? Yes okay. I, I will go with you on this one
3: So I saw Michael Keane against Almeron against Newcastle, I'd have been livid if that was given us against a penalty against us, I think it was much the same Yes, if he had gone down, I don't think VAR would have overturned it. But this wasn't a stonewall penalty. It wasn't... Yeah, we grabbed him, but our players grabbed players. I've got to say, I don't think it was a penalty. We are going to get these, like, top for tight issues, though, because... See, I see, Walcott,
2: Walcott should have finished it. Going going into the, the, the new season with... Uh, we all could have predicted that we're going to be on the wrong side of the vast majority of decisions. And maybe because it was Brighton today and with everything that's happened this season, we thought we were a little, a little one. And we thought, I, I always... I thought we'd get a it, penalty. The first one, the one inside for like four minutes. It's hard to take yourself away from the fact that we always seem to be on the on the receiving end of decisions like this. And today I just thought... Potentially, if that's a, a decision, maybe a, a top six side, or if that was against Everton, then I can see situations where that decision is given, um, not
3: necessarily for Everton. But well, I just see that Everton have had a similar one against Newcastle. As I said, I'd have been furious. Maybe it's the player that goes through, Almirón. He's terrible finisher. They think he's not scoring this. Walcott, terrible finisher. They think he's not scoring this. Maybe There's no advantage when you get into yeah, the advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maybe they just think, yeah, that's the best he could do. So that's it. We'll, we'll let it play on. Yeah. Uh, final words to you then, part the uh, West Ham away next week. Uh,
0: obviously, it's dead important. We sort of got the result today. We sort of get that derby behind us. Um, what should this team be aiming for? Do you think in the last half of the season? It it sounds a bit pessimistic but the first aim obviously is to get to 40
1: points and uh, that's been the aim since a relatively poor start of the season I'm 28 now I mean that's four wins isn't it so you would assume Everton are more than capable of doing that
3: Liverpool at home a
0: freak. <laughs> 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 We're just watching them absolutely batter Tottenham now, so I'm not feeling great about that. To be fair, but.
1: no. But this Everton team is more than capable of getting four wins between now and the end of the season. Although, admittedly, that has to be the first focus. Once you get beyond that, then I think you you have to start to assess what what's possible. And for my money, you've kind of got five or six good teams in this league, and everything else is much of a muchness. So it's it's about circumstances, about getting those wins when. When you have the opportunity and, and pushing on, Everton did that today, and that, that, that's that's kind of a tick in their box. But I, th- I think West Ham presents a, a different challenge next week against somebody in David Moyes, who was obviously ob- obviously in the frame to get the Everton job. Could well have got it in different circumstances if if hadn't come available. And we'll feel as though he's got a point to prove, yeah. as will West Ham after a ridiculous VAR decision. So I think that's a difficult match. Actually, it's one that necessarily you wouldn't hear Mark Everton as favourites for some of the issues we've seen in recent weeks, certainly in central midfield, will need to be resolved if Everton are to go on to, to wing tough games away from home. That's my slight concern at the moment. There's, there still feels like there's a bit of a soft on on the belly on this side through the core of the team. And I think that's why Ancelotti and Brands look it go, if we can do business in January, if we can get some like a central midfielder, a centre-back in then then let's do that because that, that's where Everton are weakest with Richardson and, and, and Dominic Cavill we've already said, there's, there's probably enough there to, to grind out a few wins across the rest of the team, the, the, the same goes too, uh, it's on additions or Gomez and Gabaming coming back in and, and, and doing well, hitting the ground running more or less straight away, if Everton are to move much beyond that kind of mid-table yeah.
0: uh, At least we can all watch Max of the Day anyway uh, you know, when we get back, you know, it's been a while, uh, but yeah, appreciate the last thing the time I'd to speak to us. Uh, Everton won today. i feel feeling a bit iffy still, but you know, three points off the topies, and we'll speak to it again very soon. Right, so, I best go. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival Bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings only at Fun.com